Welcome to the Blossom Life Podcast, the podcast that helps wellness creators like you make a bigger impact and more money in the ever-changing online space. Here's a hint. There are three keys. You got to one, be willing to get uncomfortable every single day by stepping outside your comfort zone. Two, release stress every day because it will inevitably build up if you are getting uncomfortable and showing up every single day. And three, develop a microscopic and loving awareness of your own thoughts and how they impact your results. I'm your host, Jennifer Crudeboss, founder and CEO of Blossom. Hello, I just landed in Lisbon and before flying out, I had to record this episode while I was still in Brooklyn with Kelly Moser because she is incredible and she is going to blow your mind. If you don't know her, where have you been? She is a podcast host of the Aligned Success Show, which is in the top 2% of global podcasts. And she did this fairly quickly. She's also a really prolific content creator. I love her content and she's a soulful business strategist. And what I love about doing life with Kelly is that she is so intentional and so strategic and um, also is really like still continues to show up, take action um, from a really like creative, fun, joyful place. And it is just, I just watch her in awe and I have so much respect for how she builds businesses. And I've known her for just over a year. We were introduced through friends and she is rocking it with podcasts and has so much to teach you. And she teaches me so much in this episode about how a podcast can really be an incredible driver of really aligned hell yes clients. And she talks about both having your own podcast, but the art of being a podcast guest. So I hope you love this episode as much as I did. Check the show notes because Kelly gave all of these generous links to offers that she's making and it has all the ways that you can follow her. Okay, I hope you enjoy. All right, Kelly, I'm so happy to have this conversation and have you to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor anytime I get to share a few minutes with you. Oh. Totally feel the same way. So I'm so excited selfishly for this conversation because you're just such a powerhouse at growing community, growing the skill set in the last like under a year. I feel like your podcast has just exploded and you've really discovered these very specific ways to leverage this powerful tool. So before we get into the how, Um, I'd love for you to share, like, when was that light bulb moment for you that you're like, I'm this amazing coach. I'm, I'm teaching like, uh, highly ambitious, you know, entrepreneurs and I'm supporting them and like now podcasting, like when did that happen? Oh my gosh. I have to think back. I think it was when I really started to feel like I was reaching the edges of what social media really allowed me to do. 
because Mm -hmm. I'm a long form communicator. I like Mm -hmm. giving longer talks. I like going deeper with people in one conversation. And I find it really hard to like distill messages down into three second videos, eight second videos. So I was starting to feel a little bit, I think, confined on Instagram specifically. And I started to listen to more podcasts and I was recognizing as a listener, how much trust and depth Mm -hmm. and value I was creating and receiving from listening to podcasts. So I thought maybe this would be, you know, an interesting platform for me to explore because I do love to talk and I love to go so deep with people. And I feel like the level of authenticity that you're able to foster in these kinds of conversations is so much it's just so much stronger and feels so much more pure and so much more honest than I think a lot of what we see on Instagram. So, yeah, I totally agree. I feel like I know like the podcast that I listen to, I feel like they're like my best friend, you know, and I feel so close to them and like a little bit on other channels, but like there's this level of like depth and closeness that comes from podcasting. Um, so then did you, cause I feel like you're such, uh, you have a, such a strong muscle in strategy from you worked with startups, right? Like you were ahead of their growth and strategic like vision. Mm-hmm. So did you really approach it from that lens or did you like, I'm going to try it and see what happens? I had to throw so much spaghetti against the wall first yeah. because yeah. I didn't, I had no idea. I, I, so I'll kind of just walk you through a little bit of a timeline. So we launched yeah. the podcast in March of 2022 yeah. And the launch itself, like in a very dysregulating way, <clears throat> kind of far exceeded my, <laughs> my expectations, Amazing, which was awesome. But it also gave me this moment of, oh, I have to calibrate and like regulate to an entirely different like level of the playing field here. I thought I was going to be starting out here. And all of a sudden I'm now being asked to start out in a, in a different level. And it was really dysregulating, wow. <laughs> but it was really, it's really awesome to <clears throat> kind of reflect back on that initial you know, success of the launch. But then my next thought, my perfectionist thought was, Mm -hmm. how do I keep this going? How do I keep this momentum up? And with podcasting, it's important to continue to build your audience and continue to make sure that people are learning about you and what you do on your show. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And so my next thought was, I really don't know how to either a A, grow my podcast. And I don't know how to go about any strategies that I might start to come across that would help me grow it. But the woman that I hired to help me with my launch I asked her, what do I do to keep this momentum going? There are so many eyeballs on this show right now. I'm sure that's not, you know, sustainable forever. Mm -hmm. And her advice to me was to go get myself booked as a guest on other podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, that's really interesting. I also don't know how to do that, but I'm willing (laughs) to try to figure it out. And what I've found over the last few months of really honing that strategy of guesting, I realized that Mm -hmm. guesting is a much smarter strategy for a lot of people than hosting for a variety Mm -hmm. of different reasons. But it's something that I wish I had known before starting my own show, not that I wouldn't have, but I think I would have had a much clearer sense for the purpose behind my own podcast. So now I feel like I have a really good lay of that land, the guesting versus the hosting. And even though I'm a host and I love hosting podcasts, I see that the bigger opportunity for entrepreneurs at large is actually in the guesting world. So that's really what I'm excited about teaching people and, and, you know, really helping them hone those skills. Hosting your own podcast is a wonderful tool. That's not for everyone. And I just want people to know that a strategy with a much lower barrier to entry is guesting. Mm. So you don't need mm. to you know, pour so much time and energy and effort and money into getting your own show up and running when you can create the exact same results, if not better, um, in terms of audience growth, 
um, growing your sales, growing your brand awareness just by guesting alone. So I think uh. I always like to, ch- I always choose like what, what I feel like is the more accessible option yeah. because accessibility is so important to me. So that's where I'm really focused right now. Okay. Amazing. Yes. And you have a course coming up where we're going to link all the information, teaching all of this in depth. Um, but you're so generous to, to offer. I'm so curious for people now who are like, okay, cool. I want to start guesting. Like, where do we, where do you start? And like this, you know, that this community, it's mostly health coaches, fitness trainers, life coaches, meditation teachers. If you're in that realm, where would they, where would you suggest they start? Inside, (laughs) on the inside, (laughs) totally helping yourself wrap your head around. This is definitely a strategy that's for you, whether you are Mm -hmm. just launching or whether you are in scale mode and -hmm. starting to deprogram some of the, I think, limiting beliefs and kind of Mm -hmm. misconceptions about what you need to be successful with this strategy. So what I hear a lot from people is I'm not big enough yet. I haven't created Mm -hmm. enough success yet. I, you know, I don't have the six or seven figures in the bank yet. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that is keeping so many people from even trying to explore this strategy when mm-hmm. really this is the wrong way to think about an opportunity like podcast guesting. So a lot of people think of your guesting, right? And getting booked onto a podcast or getting invited onto a stage as a reward for the success mm-hmm. that you've created. People are only going to mm-hmm. want to hear from me if right. I have created this uh, level of success and I have this amazing success story to share. Yeah. Where in reality, guesting is a tool to create the success yeah. you desire. <laughs> so it's <laughs> right? like how it's how people discover you. It's your distribution exactly. channel. Totally, totally. Exactly. So stop thinking of it as a reward for being Oprah for your, you know, yeah. your seven-figure business and start yeah. thinking about it as a tool. That's something I'd like to, you know, help people that I think really clicks this into focus for them is this idea that saying I'm not big enough to go on a podcast or, you know, get out there and go on a podcast tour is the same as an author saying, I can't go on the book tour because I haven't sold any books yet. It's like, what do you think is the point of the book tour? You got to get out there. So I think that internal, those internal shifts, I do have something to offer. This isn't, I'm not annoying people. If I'm pitching myself to be a guest on their show, it's actually an incredible gift for a podcast host to receive a really well thought out, really strategic Mm. pitch that pitches you as a collaborator. Who's going to also Mm. help that podcast host grow that show, help them towards their goals. That's the unique leverage that you have that I think a lot of people don't realize that you have. And I didn't realize that that was a part of the strategy either until I started receiving pitches to be on my show. I was like, Oh, the ones that really stand out to me are the ones in which the person who's pitching themselves is really coming across as a collaborator and a partner and not Got just it. someone who's, you know, looking for some airtime to sell their stuff. Yeah. It's a business venture. That episode is a business venture that you two are embarking on together. Yes. And that was like a really big light bulb moment for me. So kind yeah. of shifting about shifting these thoughts and misconceptions about how we think about guesting and recognizing that this is a strategy that is available to you, no matter what stage of your business you're in, no matter what niche you're in, there are thousands of podcast hosts who are really hungry, really looking for guest experts, Mm. just like you right now. And you can position yourself as a solution to so many of the challenges that they have. Got it. Got it. Okay. So let's say, um, someone like a coach, she's done the inner work. She's like, okay, I'm worthy and deserving. Like I'm ready for this. This is a tool, not any different from like tweeting or making a post or any other way that I connect with humans that I want to serve. Um, 
and now they want to pitch themselves. And you said like really make it collaborative. So does that mean they'll write to someone like you, let's say, and say, Hey, I have this skill set of meditation and um, I really think this could help your listeners in this way. Um, I'd love to be in on your show. And of course, I'll be sharing our conversation with my community. And this is how big my community is. Is that it Definitely. Or is, what else? That is, is that is the exact correct way to yeah, approach okay. the pitching process. I would okay. even say that there's one step before the pitching process, mm-hmm. which is to really build out a strategy around why you're doing this, what your goals are. Mm-hmm. So a lot of yes. people think through this process in, in this kind of flow. The first thing they think about is what shows do I want to be on? And then they think about what topic, what do I want to talk about on those shows? Mm -hmm. And then they think about what will my invitation be to anyone who might listen to that show? Is there a call to action that I want to offer in order to make podcast guesting really impactful for your brand growth and to make it profitable for your business? You want to be thinking in the opposite direction. So you want to start at that end goal. So start thinking, what is the invitation that I'm going to offer to people at the end of every episode? So what's the next step that I want them to take with me? That will inform what your kind of signature content that you're going to be pitching Mm. yourself to share about on these shows is going to be. So what is that topic? One topic, not five different things that you can share about one topic with maybe three to five supporting um, talking points. And then that is going to determine what shows you should be pitching yourself to. So start with the end in mind and then work your way backwards. And really, I think the most important thing that people um, are a little bit too flexible with is you've got to narrow down that signature content so that it really makes sense for you to be showing up consistently talking about the same thing. That's how you make a podcast tour impactful. It's not what I hear from a lot of people is, you know, I just wait to get invited on two shows. which really isn't a strategy that's going to serve you in the long run because you don't get to guide and lead the conversation with the topics that make the most sense for you. So you're going to get invited onto a show. One person's going to ask you if you're a mindset coach, one person's going to come on, going to ask you to come on and talk about this specific angle towards, you know, in the mindset realm, this person's going to ask you to come on and talk about something slightly different. Neither of those topics might make any sense for your business or for your goals. So when you're in the, the seat of being proactive and you're driving the conversation, you get to then, you know, suggest what kind of content you should be talking about. And nine times out of 10, that host is going to say, yeah, that's perfect. Come on and talk about that. Okay, cool. So I think really figuring out what that ultimate goal is that you want people to be, you know, what, what you're inviting them into at the end of every episode. And then that will inform what your signature content is that you're essentially, it's like a traveling masterclass. You're going around kind of talking Mm. about the same content. That's what builds your brand. Talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of that on this show and that show actually can tarnish your brand more than it can. Right. If it's just sort of like all over the place talking about here, there. So for you, have you really honed in now because like you have this course coming up. So you'll talk about this specific skill set. I have lost in the platform. So I'm, and the coaching that I do primarily is helping coaches and wellness creators to take their one-on-one practice and then start building out some more scalable offers like on-demand courses or uh, like group trainings and cohorts. Um, So if I was pitching myself, I'd be, I'd be coming through that lens of um, you know, how, like how to grow, how to grow your courses, 
how, why it's important, what the benefit is, how to make this impact. And then, um, and then, then I have my call to action. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you're going to, it's, it's very similar to any other kind of, you know, really strong marketing messaging Mm -hmm. content that's driven towards some kind of conversion, Mm -hmm. you're going to want your content, the content that you're sharing for free to help people along that journey from thinking, this is not something that I need to wait, this is actually something that I need. So what are the, the, you know, topics that you need to touch on the beliefs you need to shift the things that you need to teach them, the, Mm -hmm. the things that they need to feel really ready to take that next step. That's what your signature content should be. So you nailed it. Got it. Got it. And always like I've, I've, practice this. I know we both follow Simone and love her, like really just giving away so much value as almost as though it was a paid masterclass. I try to do that as much as I can. And then, um, just have that trust that my fans will want to go deeper. And I'm, I'm imagining you do the same thing as well. Definitely. I think that's the right strategy. I think some people might disagree, but you have to remember when you're on a podcast, you are in front of a totally cold audience. So it's going to require a little bit more of your best to, to really help them along that journey with you and to build that know, like, and trust factor with you. So I am always saying err on the side of more value versus less. Got it. And I'm guessing that, um, by guesting so much more, you'll learn so much like about, and like, I'm thinking of my journey. Like I, I ended up guesting again, cause I was just that like, Oh, people are inviting me. I'll talk about when it was yoga or this. Um, but that did teach me so much about like, Oh, this actually isn't too hard. Like I could probably do this. Um, so how many episodes does someone guest on before they start their own podcast? Mm, good question. I recommend guesting very regularly. So every week, if you can for about, six Oh, wow. Months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of guesting, because Amazing. I think you're you're going to create a lot of awareness for your name, yeah. for your brand, for your business, so that when you do launch that podcast, you have people who are already excited to listen to it. I think that's the the key difference that allowed my launch to be successful. Is I, there yeah. were I had already built a pretty sizable Instagram following, not super yeah. sizable, but I'd already no. Had you have like over ten thousand followers, and you like. You know, I have to say when you said like, oh, I felt more comfortable on Instagram, you're so good or more comfortable podcasting. You're so good on Instagram. Like your reels are so good. Like you're so, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Like, like, let me just like take a moment. Cause I know everyone listening is wondering, like, how do you keep showing up with like the humor and the, like, you know, enjoy like entertaining and also educational content? Like, how do you just keep in that flow? Oh gosh. I, it hasn't always been that way. I think I've gone through like long periods where I felt like my content was not all that magnetic Mm -hmm. and potent. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's usually when I'm not having that much fun. So I recognize now that my content performs the best when I actually think it's fun. And that means talking about topics that really light you up. And I have just like one obnoxiously long running Google doc that I just go in there and I'll just kind of brain dump. And then when I'm feeling inspired to be creative, I'll go back into that, you know, Google doc and see like, what is lighting me up today to talk about? Yeah. And it, it's definitely like, I, it's, it's really very kind of you. It's nice to receive from you that you feel like I show up on Instagram very well, because I don't always feel like I do. <laughs> so it's oh my really God. interesting no, you, to every like, time I'm like, how, how is she so funny? She always looks oh amazing. Like you're totally <laughs> that person for me. You, so. you put your makeup on one day a week, you batch yeah. all your content, like, do all your, <laughs> you do all your on-camera things in, in one or two days, if you can. Right. Um, and that's that a really good lot. strategy. Yeah. I think just batching and having, 
having a place where you can go to be inspired by your own ideas. So like having that running Google doc, where when you need inspiration, you don't have to go look at someone else's page. You can go just into that Google doc and, you know, say, well, this is a really good idea that I had three weeks ago. Maybe it's time to execute it now. Nice. And do you add to that Google doc? Like, do you have a set time, like morning pages style where you just like sit at it? Or is it just like, as you're walking through the streets of New York and something drops in, you just open it. Exactly. As something for me, it's as something drops in, I'll add it. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good practice. And I I think so, like, that's so important to know that like, and I do this too now, like, cause I've learned that if I don't capture, I'm like, Oh, I'll just remember it. It's gone. (laughs) Gone. It is gone. I don't know if it's old age, but like it is gone. (laughs) Totally gone. I'm the exact same way. Exact same way. Yeah. Good. So capture, so capture that content. Okay. So now you're pitching, you're guesting once a week. Um, people are pretty receptive. And in terms of choosing podcasts, I'm guessing that you just go to the podcast that you really love or the, or the, the hosts that really speak to you. Yeah. I'll share one tool that I really like that helps you discover new podcasts based on the ones that you know, you like. So it's called listennotes.com. And it's essentially a podcast search engine. So you go, you type in Mm -hmm. the name of a podcast or even the name of a creator that you like the name of, you know, someone else who's adjacent to what you do in your niche, just type in either that podcast name or that person's name, and it will populate like 20 similar shows or 20 shows that that person has been on. And you can do this infinitely forever. Just keep putting in, you know, okay, this returns 20, 20 names of shows. I'll put one of those 20 in and now that'll return 20 names. So that's a really great way to get started. Um, The only downside about that is that it doesn't give you their contact information. It just tells you the Mm. name of the show. And this is something that I struggled with a lot when I was getting really serious about guesting was just Mm. how much time and energy it took to find the contact information. Is it a pitch process? Is it an email? What's going on? So in my course, I we've actually solved that for you. So we have 500 podcast names, contact information, show descriptions in the niches of business, wellness, spirituality, lifestyle, and oh, there's one more. Might be fashion and beauty, but oh I know gosh. that that's the thing that takes the most time. So that's I was like, we have to put this together as part of this course. Because- oh my god, I'm so excited! Well, I, I told you like weeks ago, like I'm on the wait list. I'm so excited for this course, like so selfishly, <laughs> like this is that such a like incredible tool. Oh, you are going to be such an amazing guest on so many shows, ah. and the and I need to have you on my show too. I need to send you that link. <laughs> but the double magic of podcast guesting is it's a great way to, if you have a podcast, it is the best way to grow your podcast. That's why I started it, but it also turned into like, turned out to be my top revenue driving strategy for my entire business. I was not expecting that. So that's, it's kind of like this beautiful approach that has all these benefits that will just keep revealing themselves over time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You're just making me so excited to like really dig into this. And I saw you shared online, like some really interesting stats about podcast listeners. I'd love you to share that because that blew my mind when I saw that. Mm -hmm. So podcast listeners are some of the youngest, most highly educated, wealthiest, and most attentive listeners across any platform. So just to kind of paint this perspective, this picture into perspective, the average attention span of an Instagram user is 2.7 seconds, which is like literally a blink of an eye. (laughs) You have to make such a deep connection with someone in that first. And I'm not really great at that. Like I'm like, I'm an acquired taste. You know, you're going to, you're going to get more from me. The longer you listen to me, I'm not like a five things, drop everything you're doing and pay attention to me. That is not, doesn't come naturally to me, but 86% of the time when someone presses play on a podcast episode, they will listen to the entire episode. So their quality of attention is 
unmatched. Like that is just so unheard of across any other social platform, right? Like even if you host a masterclass and you have people come to it, 86% retention rate for the entire class is like exceedingly high. That's a lot. Oh yeah. That's incredible. So that's so incredible. Um, I think it's, hold on. I actually have the, the list right here with my stats on it, that I, so I don't yeah. give you the wrong, the wrong stats. So 59% of podcast listeners earn over $77,000 a year, which is yeah. higher than the, you know, just a normal sample size of the population. Yeah. And they're 68% more likely to have a university degree than the average person is. So these are decision makers. These yeah. are people with purchasing power. These are your yeah. ideal clients, customers, members, yeah. students, right? So I think really thinking about where is my ideal client, customer, person, where are they showing up? If yeah. they are, if your person is young, wealthy, and educated, they're almost definitely listening to podcasts. That's so exciting. Yeah. I heard this quote that the world is going into shorter and shorter form, i.e. like the two second thing and longer and longer form, oh. like long, like I think Tim Ferriss, like some of his episodes are like two hours or something, you know, like we're getting into this, like driving apart. Um, so interesting. I haven't heard that. So how did you tell me a launch strategy? Because like, I was like, my launch strategy was like, just start recording and don't really tell anyone because I'm still kind of scared and still Mm -hmm. don't really talk about my podcast, but like, what, (laughs) like, how do you, how did you launch it? How? And I remember, I remember when you did in March and I was like blown away. I was like, there's a whole strategy here. She's talking, she's getting people. Like I was, I was so impressed. I will tell you exactly what I did. I'll tell you exactly what I did. And the good news is if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, I've already launched my podcast, you can do a relaunch and this will be every bit as impactful and effective for you. So what I did was some of the advice that was out there was, you know, you, it's obvious that you want to be creating a lot of momentum around your launch in the form of people listening. That's the most important priority, leaving ratings and reviews and sharing about it with other people. So I thought to myself, okay, how can I rally my community together and make this like a group effort so that it's not just, you know, me talking into the abyss and not really having anybody join me in these efforts. And I was thinking about what really motivates my audience. And I know that some of the advice out there is like, do a giveaway, give away a pair of Mm. AirPods, give away, Mm. you know, a hundred dollar Starbucks gift card. I knew that none of that was really going to be that motivating for my audience. I know Mm -hmm. what motivates my audience more than anything is helping other people. Mm -hmm. My audience is so altruistic and I knew that they would be much more willing to show up for someone else than they would be Mm -hmm. for just some self-serving giveaway where they could win, you know, a pair of AirPods. Yeah. So I looked at everything that I had going on in my business and I had, I had previously, um, built a membership in my business that people were actively paying me for. I had about 200 members in that membership. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of reaching the point in my business where I was kind of not sure what to do with that membership. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't driving a ton of revenue for my business, but it was really nice income coming in every month. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed creating the content. I just didn't know how it fit into my longer term strategy for my business. So I recognized that this membership could become an incredible asset for me to leverage to inspire people to show up for this launch. So what I said was, if we can, I just kind of chose an arbitrary metric. I said, if we can land this podcast on the top 20 in any chart in any country. So I was looking at Apple charts and on any chart in any country, I will make this membership free for everyone forever. So that includes people who are already paying me for it. I will, we will, you know, totally cancel your payment plans and you will never pay for it again. 
And that got so many people excited, not just for the, the, you know, the prospect of them not having to pay for the membership, but how many more people would have access to it if we all showed up to do this thing together. And they blew, they blew it away. Like they totally showed up. I was so amazed, so humbled, so grateful. And we did it. So now that membership is free for everyone. And the podcast achieved this incredible launch that now isn't such an asset. Like I was kind of weighing, you know, do I continue charging for this membership or do I let go of this consistent monthly revenue that I'm getting with the hope that it could turn into an even more relevant asset for me to be able to leverage this podcast that's really successful. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. So I had to kind of like let go of something that was really- um, comfortable and let that take on a new form and serve a new purpose. And it created this really amazing outcome. So there was definitely a little bit of risk involved there, but yeah, it was totally worth it. Oh my gosh. Totally worth it. And I'm here that you really, like you really followed your joy. Like you were really tuned into like, yeah, the membership, like good, regular income, comfortable, but like something new is calling you and you just leverage, leveraged it in such a, like, amazing way that's so service oriented. And, um, I imagine people keep joining it. So you still offer the, what was it like a a weekly or a monthly content or trainings to Mm -hmm. this community? Yeah. So this was a kind of a a holdover from my very, the very big origins of my business, which was, um, kind of a, a spiritual mentorship, helping people get interested in meditation, connect with their intuition. So it was this very, like, spiritual, spiritually, um, focused nervous system reset membership that I found is actually really helpful for entrepreneurs who I serve now. So people are still coming into that membership all the time for free. And it's this amazing resource. It's a way for me to offer even more value and it's, it's wonderful. So I invite you, if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, I don't have a membership. You can leverage any asset that you have in your business. You you have so many more than you probably realize. So definitely take a little inventory. Think about what are all the assets that you've created in your business? Are there any that maybe are looking for a new a, a new life, like a new a way to be a new purpose in life yeah. for you and your business? And it could be the perfect kind of solution. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I know. I feel like every um, wellness creator or coach that I speak to, they're always like, I did a 21 day challenge on this, or I have this thing. And it's just sitting in like a Google drive. Yes. The amount of people that tell me this, that they're, mm-hmm. they just have the, these like amazing creations that are just not doing anything or could be use creatively. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even one-on-one could they do? So I guess like for fun, they could like auction off like three one-on-one sessions. Like why not? Absolutely. That's another great, you know, strategy too. You can either offer something that everyone who participates will join or, and receive, or it could be sort of like a raffle, you know, you enter, you're essentially entering for the chance to receive this super high value thing. Oh my gosh. Well, you're such like, an expert in this. You have so much mastery and, um, I'm just so excited to like dig into the strategy and really like think about things in a, in a smarter like way, because you've inspired me and it clearly works. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Figure out what your goals are and then figure out it. Like, I think I see so many entrepreneurs going about a strategy without a goal. And then there's no way to know if the strategy is working, right? You might have the best strategy in the world, but if you're not really clear on what the goal is, 
then it might be working, but you'll never know, or it might yes. not be working and you'll never know. You'll never know either way. Exactly. Oh yeah. Set those goals. So many, so many people don't want to set them because if they don't reach them, there's like shame and disappointment. But what I remember, like what I teach and practice is like, really try to approach it as a scientist. You're just running experiments, seeing what the result is, has nothing to do. And I imagine you do sort of the same thing. Absolutely. And set, I I like to call them micro goals, set a goal that you are like, that is like hitting a T-ball off of a T for you because that's what builds the trust with yourself that says I show up, I can, you know, I can achieve these goals, like make them small. And then a a big dream is just a lot of little goals stacked on top of each other. So make your goals small and keep your dreams big. God. So good. We're going to finish it there. Where can people find you? And when does this course start? And tell us like a little bit about it. Sure. So a super quick snippet about the course. Mm -hmm. It's called the Hell Yes Guest. And it Mm -hmm. is the course that is going to help you get booked consistently. So one to three shows a week, if that's something you're interested in Mm -hmm. and how to actually make this strategy a very smart strategy for your business. So to make it profitable, make sure you are actually driving the business goals that you have forward, whether it's growing your audience, um, you know, generating warm leads for a launch, bringing people into your memberships, bringing into your bringing people into your programs. We're building an entire intentional ecosystem for you that fits so seamlessly into all of your other marketing efforts and doesn't take hours and hours of time every single week. That course is opening in middle of November. If you are interested in getting like the first dibs and getting a super juicy discount, just message me, Jen, message me the word Jen on Instagram. And I will know exactly how you found me. I will know exactly where you came from and we will get you set up to rock and roll with that course. If the course is not something you're ready for just yet, that's totally fine. But I do want to invite you to start warming your feet up to pitching yourself. So I'm inviting everyone to pitch me to be on my podcast podcast. So if you're interested in pitching me to be on my podcast, DM me on Instagram, the word Kelly. So just if it's, if you want the course info, DM Mm -hmm. me, Jen, if you want to pitch me, DM me the word Kelly. Um, and we will get you set up to submit your pitch to us. We're going to be choosing 13 entrepreneurs to spotlight for these interviews where we get to talk about your brand, talk about what you do and hear about the way you're tackling challenges in your business. So I really want to let people know that if you do not have a six figure business yet, six or seven figures, if you don't have 10,000 Instagram followers, that's not what we're looking for. We are looking for real entrepreneurs with real stories and real value to share. So come on over and pitch us. Oh my God. So exciting. And Kelly's um, info, her Instagram, her website, all of that will all be linked in the show notes. So get on it. It will be, it will be such a good learning experience to do it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be here with you. Thank you. If you want to receive fresh inspiration and actionable tips on how to grow your business in a purposeful, aligned way and meet awesome wellness creators, you better get on my email list. I send out tips every week and you get invited to monthly gatherings. Wellness creators who join have been known to have massive breakthroughs, hire each other and collaborate. And it's free. Also, if you sign up for the paid Blossom Wellness Creator platform for a year, you get three 75-minute coaching sessions with my amazing co-founder and wellness creator coach, Justine Romanoff, which will help you understand how to thrive in Web3 and change the mind drama into clear, confident action so you impact more lives, make more money, and have more time to relax and have fun. So get that link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox. Thank you.